Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for Today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for Today. My name is Heather and uh, folks, folks, we got stuff going on. Tensions rise on the Temple Mount. Scientists in the UK create the first synthetic human from stem cells. And despite a warning from God, churches are corrupting the book of Revelation. Guys, we don't got a lot of time to chit-chat tonight, so I'm going to jump in. And another thing I want to talk about is world's deadliest virus, the Spanish flu, reverse-engineered and recreated. Folks, that article is at technocracy.news. Technocracy.news. If you think I'm joking, I am most definitely not joking. We got stuff going on. I'm telling you, the Bible is happening right in front of us. I'm telling you, folks, open up the book of Revelation, open the book of Daniel, read Ezekiel, Jeremiah. Folks, it's happening. Zechariah, right now. This article was posted by Dr. Joseph Mercola, and it was posted uh, on the 8th of September. And so it says, these Frankenstein-crazed geneticists who are creating killer viruses have seemingly created a secret society amongst themselves, all agreeing to zero transparency lies and deceit and corruption. This cartel must be broken down and exposed to the light of sanity and humanity. If they are not stopped, all of mankind is at risk. And so the story at a glance is scientists in the U.S. and Canada have resurrected the Spanish flu virus through reverse genetics. Not surprisingly, the National Institute of Health and Dr. Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, or the NIAID, are involved. The scientists appear frustrated by the fact that the reverse engineered Spanish flu virus, even at the highest doses tested, was not lethal enough to kill the Mackay species selected for the experiment. They argue we need to make a more dangerous version of the Spanish flu to be able to make better vaccines for it. This despite the fact that until they resurrected it, it no longer existed in nature. The argument that we need to create dangerous viruses just in case nature comes up with something similar so we can create vaccines for said viruses in advance simply doesn't hold water. This is science gone mad and it must be stopped. Evidence points to the SARS-CoV-2 being the product of gain-of-function research and a number of U.S. institutions need to come clean about their work, including the Echo Health Alliance, or the EHA, the University of North Carolina, the University of California at Davis, the NIH, and the U.S. Agency for International Development, or the USED. All of these agencies and institutions have conducted and or collaborated on research that may be able to solve the mystery of where SARS-CoV-2 came from. But instead of transparently sharing their data, they've merely declared that they've not been involved in any experiments that could have resulted in the emergence of the SARS-CoV-2. Blanket denials are no longer enough. They must produce the data for independent review and analysis. Evidence points to SARS-CoV-2 being the product of gain-of-function 
uh, Research, or GOF. Indeed, attorney Tom Rents will soon release the results of a major legal investigation, which he claims will demonstrate beyond a reasonable doubt that SARS-CoV-2 was created as part of a gain-of-function project. Folks, I'm telling you, this is like nightmarish stuff. These people, these people, these evil, wicked people, the Bible says they will invent new ways to be evil. I don't know about you, but resurrecting the Spanish flu and SARS-CoV-2. Like, oh, it's not deadly enough. We need to make it more deadly. That's me. Seems like that's inventing new ways to be evil. Anyway, uh, uh, whether the outbreak was accidental, intentional, or the result of negligence, the end result is the same devastation of health, commerce, finance, and civil life worldwide for years on end. Now imagine what might happen if something like the Spanish flu got out. Or worse, a turbocharged, genetically engineered version of it. Incomprehensible as it may seem to the average person, scientists in the U.S. and Canada have resurrected this devastatingly lethal virus. And not surprisingly, the National Institute of Health and Dr. Anthony Fauci, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, are involved. Folks, mad scientists are testing recreated Spanish flu on monkeys. Folks, this is terrible. This is absolutely gut-wrenching. It was reported by Rents on August 19th of 2022. This is so absurd that I am just starting with the reference document because I am concerned that no one will believe it. Here it is. Spanish flu gain of function. Yes, that is right. Fauci and crew are now actively performing gain of function work in infecting primates with the Spanish flu Here is a quote from the document, and I quote, Influenza virus A, South Carolina 1918 H1N1, was generated by reverse genetics and handled in biosafety level 4, BSL-4, containment at the National Microbiology Laboratory. Sequences of the 1918 influenza viral segments were based on data reported under GenBank accession numbers, and it gives all these numbers. And it goes on to say the 1918 influenza virus was cultured using maiden Darby canine kidney cells. MDCK cells were grown in minimum essential medium supplemented with 5% fetal bovine syrup and 1L-glutamine. It goes on to talk about all of this good stuff on how they recreated it and all this other stuff. It says, I frankly do not care to debate the nuance of whether the recreation of generally extinct virus generated by reverse genetics using pieces and parts of other animal qualifies as gain of function what i care about is that we have recreated the spanish flu and are experimenting with it on other animals so the spanish flu not lethal enough the article continues as noted by rents what i quoted above was from uh, rents so the scientists appear frustrated by the fact that the reverse engineered spanish flu virus even at the highest doses tested was not lethal enough to kill the two macaque species uh, selected for the experiment. So Mackie Keys were therefore deemed not ideal for the environment and testing of novel pandemic influenza uh, specific vaccines and therapies necessitating other physiological relevant non-human primate models, Rents continues. Uh, given the result of the previous coronavirus geo gain of function, can anyone possibly argue gain of function work on the Spanish flu is a good idea? Even the simple recreation of the disease demonstrates an incredible lack of respect for the disaster created by the coronavirus gain of function. He goes on to talk a little bit more about that. He goes, as noted by Rents, elected officials really need to answer the question. 
Why is this kind of research allowed to continue on your watch? Why are we reverse engineering the most lethal viruses the world has ever seen after they've already been eradicated? <laughs> the argument that we need to create dangerous viruses just in case nature comes up with something similar. Folks, this is insane. It's insane. I'm going to keep on continuing down here. There's the bottom. It says corrupted science. Attesting to this corruption of sciences, Jeffrey Sachs, PhD professor of economy at Columbia University, a senior United Nations advisor and chair of the Lancet COVID-19 Commission convened in June of 2020. Sachs originally assigned DASAC to lead and organize the COVID-19 Commission's task force to investigate the virus genesis, one of 11 task forces under the COVID Commission. Sachs ended up dismissing DASAC from the task force in June of 2021 after he realized just how serious Dazak's conflicts of interest were and that Dazak's was lying to him. I'm going to switch my glasses here. Anyway, he says eventually uh, he realized that Dazak wasn't the only rotten apple in the bunch. Other members of the Lancet Commission's COVID Origins Task Force were also working against the mandate, uh, act, working against their mandate to investigate the pandemic's orange. The final straw came when Sachs sacked Dazak and several task force members suddenly attacked him for being anti-science. Shortly thereafter, a Freedom of Information Act uh, request brought previously hidden NIH documents to light, and Sachs realized that those who were attacking him also had undisclosed ties that made their ability to get to the truth doubtful at best. At that point in September 2021, he disbanded the entire, or I'm sorry, the whole task force. Folks, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I just never thought I would see this day. Never thought I would see this day. Uh, but you can continue reading about that article at technocracynews.com. The article was written by Dr. Joseph Mercola. More things we can talk about today, folks, on the lines of science and the evilness that they have uh, come up with. Scientists score major breakthrough in drive to create synthetic humans. Synthetic embryo with brain and beating heart grown from stem cells. A research team in the UK has announced a huge leap in their long-sought ability to grow synthetic human embryos in a lab without the benefit of a male sperm or female egg. Uh, the journal Neuroscience News reports that researchers from the University of Cambridge have created model embryos from mouse stem cells that form a brain, a beating heart, and the foundations of all the other organs of the body, describing it as a new avenue for recreating the first stages of life. The team developed the embryo model without eggs or sperm and instead used stem cells which can be used to guide the development of almost any type of cell in the body. They have been working toward this goal for more than a decade. I'm going to say for probably way longer than that. The article goes, according to Neuroscience uh, News, this is an uh, excerpt from that article, says the researchers mimic natural processes in the lab by guiding the three types of stem cells found in nearly mam in early mammalian development uh, to the point where they start interacting by inducing the expression of a particular set of genes and establishing a unique environment for their interactions the researchers were able to get the stem cells to quote talk to each other the stem cells self-assemble into structures and progress through the successive developmental stages until they have beating hearts in the foundations of the brain as well as the yolk sac 
from which the embryo develops and gets nutrients. Unlike other synthetic embryos, the Cambridge-developed models reached the point where their entire brain, including the anterior portion, began to form. This is further point. Uh, this is a further point in development than has been achieved in any other stem cell-derived model. The journal stated. The results could be used to guide, repair, and develop of synthetic human organs for transplantation. This would amount to growing humans in a lab for the sole purpose of cultivating their organs, an ethical situation not even addressed in the neuroscience article. Research leader Magdalene Zernika Goetz, a professor in mammalian, uh, I'm sure I'm murdering that, mammalian, Development and Stem Cell Biology in Cambridge Department of Physiology, Development and Neuroscience, told Neuroscience News, and I quote, Our mouth embryo model not only develops a brain, but also a beating heart. All the components that go on to make up the body. It's just unbelievable that we've got this far. This has been the dream of our community for years and a major focus of, of our work for decades. Oh, I'm sorry, for a decade, and finally we've done it, unquote. This research was partially funded by the U.S. National Institute of Health under the Obama Administration Brain Activity Map Project, or BAM. Francis Collins was head of the NIH at the time. According to the article, part of the process includes the manipulation of genes. The project reflects a major advance in the study, which is the ability to generate the entire brain, in particular the anterior part, which has been a major goal in the development of synthetic embryos. Folks. I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you how demonic this is. Anyway, you can go to leoholman.com, leoholman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com to read the rest of that article that I was just quoting from. But he actually says here at the bottom, it says, For anyone who has read Aldous Huxley's classic novel, Brave New World, this type of scientific chicanery should come as no surprise. Technocrats have long coveted the ability to usurp the creative genius of God Almighty, thinking they can improve upon God's creation of human beings in His holy image. When you, as a scientist, attempt to reverse engineer something as sacred as the creation of life itself, it will not end well. And I'm going to throw in, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes back. Folks, Go check that article out at leoholman.com. Go show Leo some love. What else do we have going on? So here's a big one before I get to this last part, the Temple Mount. So all of Bible prophecy focuses on the nation of Israel, on the Jewish folks. And you can always count as Jerusalem as being the second hand on that time piece, around the time clock. And things are absolutely heating up on the Temple Mount. Folks, we are coming upon Rosh Hashanah. And this is September. This is the, I think it's the Feast of Trumpets. We have all of these things going on. And a lot of uh, eschatology teachers think that that could be the time when Christ returns is during when, during these feasts. Because it's not one day. It's over spread over several days. So you never know what day or what time, you know, Christ could call his church home. But I will add this. Now, I'm not sure about any of that. But I will add this, um, that things are converging at such a... Uh, crazy speed the birth pains have exploded we are i mean i'm telling you she's this is about to give birth so you know christ says you know it's like a one upon 
uh, labor pains, you know, all these things starts to happen and intensify and all these things. And we can see all this stuff happening. And so my thing is the convergence of science is the huge thing. And John Haller uh, always opens up with, um, he's got this orchestra, this piece of music, and it's in this cube, and it shows all these different pieces going on. You know, the orchestra, you have all these different pieces, different parts. Everybody's playing like, I was a, I was a trumpet player, so, you know, go brass. <laughs> anyway, and then, of course, you have the wind, you have the, you have the, uh, the, uh, uh, the drums, you have all the cello, all this other stuff going on, right? But it's all like one piece. It makes one piece of music, and so... Um, we see these end time events going on like this with the convergence of all of these signs. So we have Israel as a nation again. Um, we have the countries and the nations aligned together during these times right now where the Bible says in Ezekiel 38 and 39 that we'll attack Israel in the end days. And it says they will come to take their booty, which means they're going to come and take their their treasure, like whatever they may have. And you look around the world today, and you're like, well, oil, you know, oil is huge. Gas is huge, especially right now with the Russia-Ukraine war. We have water literally drying up. Rivers are drying up. Where is the water going? And I always think about that because the Bible actually says that the armies from the east, they will walk across the river of Euphrates because it will dry up. And I'm like, wow. And of course, Turkey, they have the ability to shut that, to dam that water. I'm like, well, maybe that's how they'll do it, you know. But looking around the world today, water literally is disappearing, disappearing, especially here in the United States, it's gone. And we have China in a supreme drought. And then we have floods, you know, massive floodwaters, you know, going in. And all of this is all happening just like, just like Jesus said in Matthew 24. And I look around the world today and I'm like, wow, all of these things are having pestilences. There's going to be famine there's going to be like these four horsemen the apocalypse we have all this stuff and i wonder because i know in the book of revelation it says the four horsemen will ride i'm thinking hmm i always thought that this church would be taken out of here now john howler i think he thinks that you know they could be riding right now which they could be the horses i mean and the riders could be riding right now they could be out into the world right now is that true i mean i don't know it could be happening i mean i don't know um, eschatology is, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you have to dig into the word of God, you know, and of course some things you just won't know until they happen. And, uh, but I look at everything happening and I look at the temple mountain. I look at all this. I'm going to read an article to you and, uh, I'm going to, you guys tell me what you think. And I will say Watchmen on the wall 88, um, on YouTube, uh, Chad Thomas is his name. He's on my website as well. If you go to Bible prophecy, the number four today.com Bible prophecy for today.com. I have a list of um, uh, teachers, pastors, ministries that you can trust. Chad Thomas is on there. Um, he did a YouTube uh, uh, update, and I caught it this morning, and I'm like, wow. And so he was talking about this. And so thank you, Chad, if you're if you ever listen to this uh, podcast. Anyway, Arab leaders warns of violent clashes on the Temple Mount on Rosh Hashanah. So the Jews are going to sacrifice animals and desecrate Alaska, uh, claims Sheikh Kamal uh, Khatib. This was posted by Dalit Halaviv on September 8th. And this is at uh, 7 Israeli News, 7 Israeli National News.com. And so we could check it out here. So it says um, Shaki Kamal Hakatib, the deputy leader of the Northern Faction of the Islamic Movement, has warned uh, that violent clashes may develop on Rosh Hashanah on the Temple Mount. In a speech he gave at the Al Alaska Mosque, Khatib claimed that the Palestinians have thwarted 19 plans to occupy the mosque. 
Uh, he warned against Jews' intentional or intentions to blow the shofar, bring animal sacrifices, and desecrate the Al Askamal uh, Mosque on the Jewish holiday of Rosh Hashanah. According to Khatib, actions such as blowing the shofar and wearing priest clothing uh, will cause riots, and the Al Ask Mosque will never be the temple and it will remain in Muslim hands. I think God has a different plan than that little man but there we go anyway his words joined those of palestinian officials who have expressed concern about the intentions of extremist groups promoting the temple mount to blow the shofar at the alaska mosque during the rosh hashanah holidays at the end of september folks be paying attention uh in september things are going to get heated and we already looked at here here's an article uh posted at the times of israel.com august the 25th uh, Hamas rages at Spanish tourists who pose in immodest clothes at the Alaska Mosque. Uh, identified her finally as a Christian uh, visitor. The Hebrew media identified her as a Christian visitor. We have, after mediating Gaza ceasefire, Egypt's envoy castigates Israel at Security uh, Council. For many activists ascending Temple Mount for Tishbiav, an act of defiance that was in early August. Folks, a lot of stuff going on. 2,200 Jews, including M.K. Ben Givari, visit the Temple Mount for Tish B'Av as tensions boil. That was earlier in August. Police deploy in force in Jerusalem for Tish B'Av events amid Gaza flare-up. Folks, things are heating up. I was listening to uh, Ken Ham. It was Ken Ham, and he was on Prophecy News Watch, and uh, they did bring up a. They, did, they brought up a valid question. Uh, or about a valid point and I do uh, you know I listen to John MacArthur don't get me wrong I do like him I have a study Bible but I have noticed even in his study Bible uh, that he still talks about Palestine there is no Palestine it is Judea in Samaria which is the West Bank that is actually Judea in Samaria there's no Palestine but why he says that I don't know maybe maybe I'll email him like he'd ever email me back but I mean you know I'd have to ask him about that they, they did bring that valid point up and I, again, I never thought about that but I remember looking through his bible because always you know in his study bible and I'll check out stuff and I did notice that I'm like why does he call it Palestine but anyway that's neither here nor there but folks things are heating up things are getting close if you are not saved I'm telling you if you don't have a and I'm not saying you walk down the aisle when you're five years old and you set a little prayer for fire insurance. Folks, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You need that. You need that right now more than ever because Christ could call us home at any minute. Any minute. It could happen now before I finish this podcast. It could happen overnight. It could happen tomorrow morning. It could happen anytime. Are you ready? Do you know where you're going to spend eternity because folks if you're not going to the rapture you will be left for the tribulation you'll be left for the tribulation and folks it is going to be the worst the world has ever seen the ever seen if you want to you can go to my amazon uh bookstore i have a I have an author page there it is called after the rapture what comes next so my name is heather o'daniel it is on sale for three dollars and 99 cents as low as i can go uh super duper cheap but folks if you know somebody who will be left behind please grab that book leave it on the coffee table leave it somewhere if you're afraid that you will be left behind please grab that book because it is strictly by the bible yeah, i go strictly through the bible through Revelation, I tell you exactly what the what the rapture of the church is, where it comes from in the Bible, 
and that's how I explain it. And I tell you, I take you all the way through until Christ comes back in that short little book. I think it's like maybe 50, 60 pages long. Folks, grab that book. I'm not, I am not kidding you. Um, anyway, I, I felt the overwhelming need to, I wrote that book when I had COVID. So I'm like, I remember like, you know, you've got to write. So I, I did, I wrote the book and I do, I, I pray that it will bless people. I pray that maybe it'll scare the pants off of somebody. Um, I do pray that if you are lost, maybe, you know, the Holy Spirit can speak to you. I don't know something, anything. I also have a fiction book out. That was my latest book I just did. It was called When the Rapture Hits the Fan. Guys, check that out as well if you want to. I think it's through, it might be $4.99. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, so another thing I want to talk about, this is HarbingersDaily.com. HarbingersDaily.com is the last story I want to cover tonight. Um, it's despite God's warning, an increasing number of churches corrupt the book of Revelation's message. And boy, do they ever. Uh, they do most definitely. And this article is written by, of course, Jonathan Brittner. I do like Jonathan Brittner. And it was posted on September the 5th. But before I jump into that article, I do want to read a little bit of my study today. So this is called Deceptions of False Teachers. Deceptions of False Teachers. And this is Second Peter chapter 2, verse 18. And it says, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. Um, for by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse than is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it, to return from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb. A dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Chapter 3 goes on to say, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds, and by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, in the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I was talking to my neighbor about this yesterday, or it might have been this morning, because we're saying, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come, Lord Jesus. And she says he doesn't want anybody to perish. That's what he's waiting on. So you never know when you tell the gospel to that one person. It could be that one person that once they accept Christ, boom, we're out of here. So tell everybody 
Tell everybody. So anyway, uh, this last uh, book in the Bible begins with these words. The revelation of Jesus Christ from the beginning to the end. The prophetic account magnifies the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about his glory, sovereignty, and power. This article is written by Jonathan Brittner. So, Revelation is all the more relevant as we uh, watch many of its prophecies come into sharper focus. Conditions are set for the four horsemen of the apocalypse to begin their trek through the world. It's just a matter of time, he says. Unfortunately, the members of those disputing the message of the book of Revelation continues to grow, even in churches that claim to believe in the inerrancy, excuse me, in the inerrancy and inspiration of scripture. Those willing to mess with its message seemingly increase by the day. He says, many appear content to ignore the fact that no other book comes with both a promised blessing for those who read it, as well as a severe warning for those who mess with it by adding to or subtracting from its words. That's 22, 18 through 19. I've quoted that several times. Uh, the blessings, Jesus' exaltation is also our victory. Jesus as the head of the church, which he is. And that talks about in the beginning there. It says, the Lord judges the earth in preparation for his kingdom. That's chapter 16 through 18. And Jesus will reign for a thousand years and then forever. Revelation 21 to 22 describes the glorious eternal state of the new earth and the new Jerusalem. Jesus' last words to us as church are these. Surely I am coming quickly. Folks, he's coming quickly. So the warning, don't mess with the message. You've likely heard the phrase, don't mess with Texas. <laughs> anyway, the consequences of doing that might be dire, but they are nothing compared to messing with the book of Revelation. It says, consider the warning that occurs in this last chapter. This is 22, uh, 18 to 19, the KJV. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the prophecy of this book, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And he says, I believe these strong words occur here because revelation exalts the person of Jesus, describes the Lord's final victory over sin and death, provides immeasurable comfort to believers with this description of how God will deal with this wicked world and bring in a joyous eternal state, including a new Jerusalem. Promises a glorious eternity free of death, pain, tears, and sufferings. That's 21 through 4. Those who scoff at the book's message of hope do so to their own peril. Teachers, pastors, and scholars mess with the message of Revelation in the following ways. Here we go. Allegory. Many regard the book of Revelation as allegory or just symbolism. Rather than an eyewitness account of what John actually saw and heard, this is the most popular way that scoffers take away from its message of victory and hope. Allegory began long ago as a way to combine pagan Greek philosophy with Christianity, especially that of the pagan philosopher Plato, who believed that only the spiritual realm was good. He believed the material world was inherently evil. Augustine, the one who firmly established allegory as the way to approach biblical prophecy, said the idea of a millennium would not be objectionable if somehow the nature of the millennial kingdom was a spiritual one rather than a physical one. Augustine modified his beliefs regarding Jesus' future thousand-year reign on the earth in order to make them comply with the teachings of Plato. Augustine's hatred of Jewish people also factored into this theology of dismissing the biblical promises regarding the future restoration of Israel.
So folks, you can go and read a little bit more about that. And he takes you all the way through how it's not allegory, which I've done a number of uh, episodes on that. It's apocalyptic. Pastor once told me that the book of Revelation was apocalyptic, thereby suggesting that this gave him license to interpret his words uh, other than the way that the Lord inspired him, inspired them. It came as no surprise to me that a, he had a unique view of biblical prophecy in the future of Israel, one I had never heard prior to meeting with him. Since so the word apocalyptic is translated revelation in verse 1 of Revelation, contrary to how we regard the English equivalent of the word, in the Greek it signifies an unveiling or a revealing. In other words, this term introduces the final book of the Bible as the unveiling of Jesus in his glory, which is precisely what it does. Then we have the its past history. The preterist tells us that John wrote the book in AD 65 and that the Lord fulfilled all or most of the words of the book of Revelation in AD 70. There are many problems with this inerrant approach. So the church history assigns the time of the writing of Revelation to about AD 95. Irenaeus, who grew up in the church in Smyrna in the 2nd century AD, tells us that John wrote the book of Revelation at this time. If anyone would know when the book first arrived in the church in Smyrna, it would be someone who grew up in that church and received his training in the faith from Polycarp, whom the apostle John himself uh, discipled. So it's readily apparent that the prophetic events described in Revelation have not yet happened. John describes Jesus' second coming as a time when every eye will see him. That's chapter 1, verse 7. This was most certainly not a first century A.D. event. Uh, the problems uh, Jesus addressed in the church at Ephesus, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 7, differs significantly from what Paul wrote about in 2 Timothy as he addressed his prodigy who served as the pastor of this church. The apostle wrote his final book in A.D. 67 to 68. <clears throat> many, believe the, many believe that the church at Smyrna did not exist until after the martyrdom of the apostle Paul in A.D. 68. An earthquake caused considerable damage to the city of Laodicea in A.D. 65. They would not have regarded themselves as, quote, rich, unquote, at that time. Even if John wrote Revelation in AD 65, it's doubtful all seven churches would have received the book, read it aloud in all the house gatherings, and possibly made a copy of it by AD 70. For sure, no other church at that time would have seen his prophecies concerning the Lord's return. The preterist approach makes the book of Revelation all about the church with prophecies that uh, would have happened long before the majority of believers living at that time would have seen the book or even known of its existence. The preterist view exalts the body of Christ above its head. Number four, it's a secret code for first century believers. Another popular approach states that John wrote the entire book of Revelation in code for the suffering saints who lived during the first century A.D. All the arguments against this errant use of symbolism apply here. John recorded future events as he saw them and wrote down the words spoken to him by the Lord 
and by angels. And since Revelation was written in 1895, the majority of believers living at the time would not have seen the book until well into uh, the second century AD. Don't mess with Revelation. So uh, Jonathan Brentner concludes, and he says, I'm convinced that the book of Revelation is future prophecy and as such glorifies Jesus from beginning to end. Those that discredit its message do so at their own peril. Those that regard the book for what it claims to be receive a for what it claims to be receive a blessing when they read it. That's chapter one, verse three of the book of Revelation. There are verses in the book of Revelation that I do not fully understand, he says. However, other passages have come into sharper focus as the days of their fulfillment rapidly approaches. He says, for example, the advancement in technology and artificial intelligence, AI, in the past few decades now make it possible for one man, the Antichrist, to control the buying and selling in all the earth. Revelation fills him, he says, Revelation fills me with um, hope for what is to come. Since we see his account of future judgments rising rapidly on the horizon, how much closer must the rapture be that happens before they hit those who dwell on the earth? And he says, we truly live in biblical times. That author uh, was Jonathan Brittner. And uh, guys, check out that article at harbingersdaily.com. I do like Jonathan Brittner. He's one of my second favorites. Well, he's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> I do love Leo Holman, Jonathan Brittner, um, Andy Wood. There's quite a few really good um, authors out there that do, and a lot of reporters out there that are very, very good Guys, um, you know, it's time just to, it's just time to get up, get in the game, uh, you know, get off the sidelines, um, throw, throw your towel down, get up there, grab a ball, let's go, let's get out there and let's play some offense. Um, so folks, tell some people about Jesus today. You may not have that opportunity tomorrow. You know one thing you can't do in heaven? One thing you cannot do in heaven that you can do on earth is tell people the gospel of jesus christ because you know when you get to heaven you're gonna be able to tell nobody that everybody up there knows the gospel um guys we are living in very 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 dark days i don't have to tell you that if you guys have the Newsbreak app um you'll know that for a fact because you get all kinds of things coming across that headlines like you wouldn't believe tucker carlson did a special on that as well some horrific things that are going on horrific People are being attacked in broad daylight, uh, in front of their homes in very nice neighborhoods, in front of their homes in very bad neighborhoods. It doesn't really matter where you live now. Evil will find you. And folks, if you don't have Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. The Bible says, do not wait another moment. So I'm always telling you guys, get you some food. You better get you some food. I'm going to tell you right now, get you some ammo. You better get you some ammo. <laughs> you better get you some guns. I don't know about you, but my daddy taught me. I think I could shoot a gun before I could ride my tricycle. Um, I'm an old farm girl. And so, yes, that's that's what we were raised with, guns. And um, we raised our own beef, amazingly. And I still eat local beef from Pie Dom. If you guys live in the Texas Panhandle, you can pick you up some of that at Pie Dom. P-A-I-D-O-M. That is Alan Birkenfeld. If you listen to me, uh... Here in the Panhandle. And if not, you guys around the world, you can go to PyDom at or you can find them on Facebook. Anyway, check them out. Get you some very good grass fed beef. It makes a difference. 
I am telling you. You know, if you're buying that stuff at the grocery store, what was it a while back they were saying? We're putting this is called sludge, red sludge or whatever in there, folks. Some nasty stuff. It's some very nasty, nasty stuff in your beef. You got some, I mean, you got antibiotics, you got hormones, you got all kinds of nasty stuff in there. Get you a local farmer or a local rancher and buy your beef, chickens, whatever, goat, whatever you want to eat, lamb. Get it from those folks, you know, instead of going to your grocery store. Because honestly, you don't know what they're putting in it. I can guarantee you they are shoving them cattle full of hormones, growth hormones and everything else. It was like, I don't know, the other day I was walking. I don't eat chicken. I'm kind of like Billy Crone, but I'm allergic to it. He's not. He just hates it. Uh, I was walking to the grocery store and I saw these chicken breasts on there. I said, my goodness gracious, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger's chickens? Because I had never seen chickens that big uh, when I was on the farm. Those breasts were like the size of turkey breasts. I'm like, maybe they mislabeled those or something. Um, so, yeah, get you a local farmer, guys. Know where your beef comes from. Buy from somebody who knows its name before they send it to the butcher. I know all you liberals out there going, oh my god, that's so terrible. Yeah, well, where do you think beef comes from? Anyway, I don't hear your plants screaming. Actually, I probably do when the lawnmower runs over them. <laughs> I gotta love it. You'll eat crickets and you'll be happy. I did that one yesterday. Largest uh, cricket plant. Yes, folks, food manufacturing cricket plant is being built on the, I think it's Alberta, Canada, uh, or is it, is it Alberta? I'm not for sure. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, on the Canadian-USA border, and it is, I think, like 15,000 acres, folks. I'm a farm girl. That's huge. That, that's a that's a pretty good-sized plant. But that's what they have plans for you. Guys, if you don't listen to Marfugel, get out there and check out Marfugel TV or Marfugel he is on YouTube, and he is talking about some good stuff uh, earlier today. Which I won't give it away to what you guys go to, but I will tell you, there's an increased sale in bunkers, and all the wealthy of the wealthy people are buying their tickets to get off this planet. I don't know what you guys have in mind or what they think they have in mind to do. Um, it is up to God Almighty, and God Almighty uh, is the one who is going to wreak uh, destruction upon this earth because he, his wrath is going to be poured out on the unbelieving in those um, uh, ven vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay, is what his word says. Folks, you do not want to be here for the tribulation. I cannot stress that enough. Um, I have friends that are not believers and from basically I get emails from all over the world uh, and I'm just going to tell you right now, they are all saying you know, something, some of them don't believe, they're like, something is, because, you know, we listen, but we see all this stuff, and something is definitely going on, something's definitely, so, folks, if you can see that something strange is going on, and you have not been sucked into the deception, I'm telling you, God is trying to tell you something, Jesus Christ is knocking on your heart, and you better answer that door, you better answer, you better do that today. That's the decision, folks. You don't want to wait until I finish this sentence to make. You don't want to be here for the tribulation. You're not guaranteed to even live until the tribulation. You're not guaranteed your next breath. I'll tell you that right now. But I want you to think about this for one moment. What if? What 
if the rapture happened tonight say you go to bed tonight say oh everything's good and peaceful and you know i'm just living my best life now oh yeah everything's just peachy i got a cushy bank account got blah 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 i'm gonna lay my head on my fluffy pillow and i'm going to bed i'm gonna sleep the good sweet sleep and you hear the sound of the moving light you're like what is that you get up to investigate you look around like huh you don't think you think about it you go back to bed you wake up the next morning news everything is going crazy you're like what millions of people have just disappeared they have vanished from the earth there are accidents there are in fires violence looting crazy and you like wake up to this what are you going to do what are you going to do you're thinking man that girl talked about the rapture all the time on that podcast all my friends told me about jesus christ and he was going to return for his church all these people told me and i never listened folks i am telling you tonight or today or whatever time you're listening to this podcast today is the day of salvation please don't wait but if you are left behind go check out my book on amazon after the rapture what comes next there's another book out there called After the Rapture. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, he wrote his after I wrote mine. And I'm sure it's way better than mine. Um, <laughs> it's way cheaper, though. <laughs> no, um, go check it out. There's a lot of good books um, out there that if you're left behind. But, uh, folks, I'm telling you, get the book, read it, and then and pray about it. If you're not a believer, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. He's speaking to you right now i implore you i beg you to listen to listen you know something is going on in this world you see it you're not blind hello but then there are those who are there are those who are blinded by the god of this world that's what the bible says satan has blinded them don't be that person do not harden your heart to the gospel. There's still a chance for you. But if you harden your heart like Pharaoh did, there is no chance. God will give up to you and give you over to a reprobate mind. Romans 1 culture, I talk about it a lot. You look at this world today and it is Romans 1 going on right now globally. If you think that a grown-ass man who identifies as tinkerbell or a woman or whatever can go into a little girl's bathroom at target if you think that's okay you have the mind of a reprobate if you think giving hormones to a child okay uh hormones to a child to either give them testosterone or stop their production of of um I can't think right now, I'm so upset. But if you think doing this to children because they want to be a different sex, if you think this is okay, reprobate mind. Estrogen, that's what I was going for. A reprobate mind. If you think these things, if you think mutilating kids, children, teenagers is okay, I'm telling you, reprobate mind if you think a five-year-old or a six-year-old or a 12-year-old can make a decision 
say little Johnny wants to be little Jane. If you think that we should be able to give them hormones and screw their lives up for, I mean, forever. God only knows what these chemicals are going to do to these children from years to come. There are horror stories out there of children that have gone through all this when they're in their 20s and they're like, oh my gosh, I wanted to be, you know, maybe when I was five. Now they can't go back. But if you think doing all this stuff is going to actually literally change what God made their biological sex, you are living in a reprobate mind. It's not changing anything. It is child abuse. It is child abuse. Look around this world and tell me you don't see something wrong. Violence is everywhere. Breaking out and now extreme violence. Like the mother, I think, where was she in California? I think beheaded in front of her children on the sidewalk. Folks, what's going on in this world? It's evil. Absolutely evil. We live in a fallen world. People are like, how come good things happen to bad people? How come bad things happen to good people? We live in a fallen world, in a sin-filled world. What do you think? Jesus Christ has to come back. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when he comes back. Folks were living in the days of Noah. Evil everywhere. They have to invent ways of evil. They are inventing more pestilences. Folks, this is all manufactured. Revelation 11 says God comes back to destroy those who are destroying the earth. They're doing it right now. They're already making tickets to get on spacecraft to get off of the planet. Folks, they have... Something huge is about to happen, and they have it all planned, but us peasants, we don't know. But they do. The Pope ordering all the money back to Rome. What do you think is going on? Now look, we have, there's King Charles over there in, in, the, in England. What do you think is going on? He is a huge globalist. Huge globalist. Folks, things are going to get very, very interesting. That's all I can say. I will tell you. You better stock up on some food because you don't know how long we will live until Christ comes back. God gave us wisdom. He gave us wisdom. He said, here, this is what the days are going to look like before my return. This is what's going to happen. What do you think you should be doing besides telling everybody and anybody about the gospel of Jesus Christ? The good news. The good news is the good news for a reason. It is the good because your sins can be forgiven. I don't care what you've done, how bad it is. I don't care. I am a wretch. What's his name for Wretched Radio? I love him. I'm a wretch. I am, I, folks, I can't tell, I was, I can't even tell you how terrible things that I've done in my life. But you know what? By the grace of God, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world, born of a virgin Mary, all God, all man. He was all God and all man. If anybody denies that, they are an antichrist. Remember that the Bible says that. Anyway, so folks, I'm just telling you, he came because he loved you so much and God loved you so much. Jesus came in obedience to the Father because he loves us. He lived the perfect, sinless life so that he could be 
the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, the atonement of our sins. His blood is what cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So remember that if you have Jesus Christ, if you've accepted him as your Savior, if you've asked him to forgive you for your sins, when God looks at your wretchedness, he doesn't see your wretchedness. He doesn't see your sins. He doesn't see that he sees you through the blood of his son is how he sees you. So he sees your he sees you righteous through Christ. That's what that means. We have the righteousness of Christ. So when God looks at you, he looks at you as his child. So remember that when people say, we're all children of God. No, honey, we are not all children of God. We are, the Bible says, you're either a child of Satan, who is your father, or you're a child of God. If you do not have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God is not your father. Satan is your father. I don't care. You don't have to outright openly worship Satan. Everybody's like, well, he's such a good man. He was a good man. If he didn't have Jesus Christ, he's not a good man. And even Jesus says nobody is good except for the Father. People, get into the Word of God. If you don't know the Word of God, then you will be led astray. If you see things going on in this world today, right now, the deception is running crazy. And people are believing it. I still see people wearing masks. I look at them and I feel so sorry for them. I feel so sorry for them. They are completely lost. They are oblivious. They're oblivious to the truth. The truth has come out. The truth has come out of the mask. The truth, like I always said, it's a mosquito flying through a chain link fence. That's about as good as you're going to get right there. Folks, that is science. <laughs> we have Fauci. That man is evil beyond evil, and there is a special place in hell for him. Folks, there's so much wickedness going on in this world today. Stuff that I wish I'd never read or never saw. Things that I can't even say on this program because it, it is so wicked that I can't even talk about it. Gives you nightmares. When I did a, a YouTube video on Satanism, it was one of my, I think, second, maybe third video I ever did. Uh, and I ended up getting COVID after that, too. I was so, so sick. And, of course, a year later, I mean, a year, eight months later, YouTube takes it down. Because you know why? Because I was bullying the pedophiles. That's right. I was, that's what I was doing. Are you kidding me? It was from Dateline News, 60 Minutes, um, from Australia. Uh, yeah, the UK, uh, the BBC, the BBC, all these are the ones that we'll talk about. So, but it's from the 80s. You can only find anything new on this. Stuff will make you absolutely vomit in your mouth. It's so disturbing. It is going on now. If it was going on then, folks, <laughs> it's going on a hundredfold now. Look at Hollywood and the USA and tell me these people aren't wicked. They are absolutely openly displaying the 666 okay sign. Openly displaying the lightning bolt to Satan fell from it. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Occultism is rife. Rife. Okay. And they use symbols because that's huge in the occult. And it means something. So believe me, when you see them doing the horn sign and all this other stuff, folks, 
It's they're not saying hook 'em horns. It's all satanic. It's going on in front of your face. It's going on. I wrote a book. It's called The Remnant Believers. Go out and grab that. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that is a good, good book. I, I actually did a, um, an interview for that on, it's called The Weird Christian Podcast a while back, um, on that book. Uh, but it's called The Remnant Believers, and I wrote that because, and then the actual, that's the Kindle version, the book version is The Last Days Remnant Believers. And so I wrote that because we are the last days remnant church. And uh, it's got everything from the beginning of Israel uh, through the through the birth of Israel, through it's got all. I, I talk about apostasy in the church. I talk. I call out names of ungodly demonic pastors. Uh, they call themselves pastors. They are not. I call them out. I name names. I tell you why. It's not just Joel Osteen. Hey, get off your past life. No, I call them out. Folks, you want to know the truth about the occult that was going on? Go to getalifemedia.com getalifemedia.com and go check out Pastor Billy Crone Woo! he has got a ton of videos tons and tons of documentaries on that if you want to watch them you can watch them from his website getalifemedia.com um, you're going to go to I'm going to pull that up for you right now because it get, sometimes that um, website can be a tad bit confusing um, a word to go because if you hit the wrong one, you're gonna end up on the video, uh, the Vimeo page, and you're gonna have to, um, you'll end up having to buy them. But he gives everything for free. I'm telling you, and if you do end up buying some of his documentaries, I highly recommend you do. I've bought several. Uh, he says make copies. He doesn't care what you do with them, just do them. Uh, just, just seriously, he says he don't care what you do. He doesn't copyright anything. Make a thousand copies, give them away. So you're going to go to Get a Life Media, and on the top bar, it's going to say Home Contact Online Service. You're going to want to go to what? Go to. <laughs> you're going to want to go to Watch Videos, and so boom, Apologetics, Bible Prophecy, Evangelism, Holiday Message, Spiritual Warfare, Christian Living, everything you wanted to know is right there. And so you can click on them from here and watch. And if you go to the online catalog, you're able to buy them from Vimeo or whatever and download them. But the spiritual warfare is the satanic war on the Christian. The reality of Satan and demons. Destruction from Satan and demons. Temptation, protection, etc., etc. The days in the days of Noah. All kinds of stuff. Folks, go out there and check out Pastor Billy Crone at GetLifeMedia.com. So anyway, there was one more I was going to tell you. Oh, yes. Pastor J.D. Farag. F-A-R-A-G. Pastor J.D. Farag is fantastic. It's jdfarag.org. Go out there, watch those prophecy updates. You're going to be like, what? But anyway, guys, there's another one I was going to send y'all to, but I can't remember anyway off the top of my head. But anyway, guys, times are short. Times are short. If you want to know what's going on in the world, get out there and look because there are things going on, folks, that would just, you're, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, look at the stuff coming out now. Embryos from stem cells, folks, what else have they done? They're like Frankenstein. It just makes me sick. And that's when Jesus comes back. hes I don't think Jesus will let all these things happen because, I mean, this is his creation. And I don't think that he's going to allow it. You have to remember, God is, in, God is sovereign. He is in sovereign control. Nothing is going to happen unless he allows it. He is in total control. He is moving all the pieces around. It's like when he says in Gog and Magog, when they come to invade Israel, he puts a hook in the jaw 
of God and turns him around and brings him down. So God is in control. Always remember that. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. Remember that, folks. There are so many people hurting these days and so much cancer and all kinds of stuff is coming about right now. So much. Satan is on a rampage. Get your butt in the Bible. Get your nose in the Bible. And and just think, just what, what do you call it? Meditate on the Word of God. Because you've got, you've got to renew your mind from walking out into the world in this total filth. Because it says Satan is the god of this world, the little g, he's a ruler of this world. So remember, you know, Satan, sin entered the world because thank you, Eve and Adam. <laughs> like if it wasn't them, it wouldn't have been one of us, right? Yeah. Anyway, one day we could have a very long conversation about that in heaven. Um, yes. So anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to get off of here. I've been talking long enough. But um, anyway. And a lot of people jump on for the headlines and uh, not for um, not for the gospel. I understand that, um, but just believe me. There's nothing you could do that's so bad that Jesus Christ will not forgive you. As far as the east is from the west, is how far He has removed your sin from us. God says He has blotted out your sin and He remembers it no more. So you shouldn't either. So if you're ever tempted to say, "Oh man, remember what a bad person I was, or that wicked thing that I did, or blah blah blah," and he and he get all bad, you feel terrible. Remember, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ has forgotten that sin. His blood has covered that sin. Has forgiven you of that sin. Satan stands in heaven accusing you. Jesus Christ is our advocate. He stands up there and he says, uh, nope, nope, nope. My blood covered that. So I'm going to tell you something. Don't go back to past sin. You have been forgiven. So don't go back there. Don't go back. Don't think about it. Whenever that sin comes up to your mind to say Jesus Christ died for that sin, his blood he shed his blood for that sin. I've been forgiven. That sin does not doesn't exist anymore. God blotted it out. That's what you need to do. Don't focus on what you did. Focus on what God did, what Jesus did for you. That's all I got, folks. Um, anyway, with that, I am going to get off of here. So uh, my prayer is that let's just let's pray about it tonight. Um, or it's my tonight. I don't know what you guys are listening to this, but uh, dear Heavenly Father, man, Father God, we know that things are getting dark. Things are getting more evil and more evil. And this brings us back to your word. And we know that your word is true because you told us these things would happen. Uh, you know, Timothy told us that these things would wax worse and worse. And Father God, we see these things happen. And Lord Jesus, you told us in Matthew what these days would look at, look like. And you also told us that, hey, when you see these things begin, that we should lift our heads up high because our redemption draws near. So Father God... We are looking for your son, Lord Jesus Christ. We are looking for you. And we're not looking for the Antichrist. We are looking for you. For you are our hope. You are our praise. You are our healer, Father God. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you for, for dying for our sins. We just thank you so much that, you know, we just want to live for you. We want to glorify you, Lord Jesus. And Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, especially during these times. Lord God, I ask that you would give us all boldness and just give us the words to say to a lost generation. Lord, may none of them perish. May they all come to you, Lord Jesus, as their Savior. Father God, I thank you for all of these things. And for and Lord, I ask that you would bless the ones that are listening. And Lord God, I just pray that you would encourage them and just give them your peace and take away their fear. Because your perfect love casts out fear. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done. 
And Father, we just we just thank you and praise you, honor you, and glorify you. And ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.